sometimes I get in my feelings in my po- but I'm like whatever sometimes you yeah. have awesome tinder conversations with people Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> not, I love those that's not going well either I don't know what's going on. they just don't I don't have a swipeable face that's what I've determined like no one looks at me and goes that's what I want like, ah, that'll work I guess <laughs> Studios podcast. My name is Ben. Uh, I am your host today, and today I have a very special guest, the one, the only, the comedian Andrew J. Rivers. Andrew, say hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a comedian. Uh, <laughs> I live in Seattle right now, but uh, hoping to transition to LA soon. I've uh, got some things. Uh, you know, I, I I got some vague things going on that I can't mention much, but uh, you know that's very exciting to talk about. Um, but the point is that um, I may still be nobody in a few more months, or I may be uh, famous. But either way, it'll be great. Hey, I'm really gunning for you, man. You've been so Andrew and I met through Gary V's first in line group. I don't really yeah. pay attention to it at all. Do you still pay attention to it, or? A little bit, um, you know. I just kind of check in on what everyone's talking about. Uh, I don't. I'm like a lurker on a lot of things. Like, um, I don't need to get in. A lot of that is not relevant to me because people are just like, I'm a woodworker and I'm a whatever, and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. You're like, that doesn't help me. <laughs> well, just like have a blast, and if anyone wants to talk about woodworking, that's great, you know. Because when I when they let me post my video. You know, there was one person that was like, this isn't funny and it's mean and whatever. And and everyone was like, hey, chill the fuck out, lady. Like, <laughs> who cares? Yeah, so, it's like, if you don't you like know, it, I then just don't. Like, when I see things I'm not necessarily interested in, I just go, hey, someone probably likes it. So that's cool. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's how I am, too. No, that's. Yeah, so, but yeah, I just posted the thing in there and um, just to get the word out on the special and, you know. That's yeah, I it. enjoyed that. I literally laid down in my bed and watched the entire thing in one go, and like oh, it was wow. filmed really well. I thought. And did you guys? Yeah. Did you have like a professional crew come around and do that? Or? Well, it was through this. It was through this company called uh, Drive Bar Comedy, which is like gotcha. Netflix for Mormons. Um, <laughs> it's like so they do like very clean comedy. Like you can't talk about premarital sex or like you know. Anything on drinking has to be a negative connotation. Right? <laughs> so like, but like they have a thing called Vid Angel, which is like, it's like Netflix, but they edit out offensive parts of TV shows. Like if you want to watch Game of Thrones, but you don't like nudity, you can select no nudity and then just watch the other thirteen minutes. Isn't nudity Thrones. like eighty percent of that show though? That's what it is. <laughs> so, uh, so they kept getting sued by the movie studios and then they were like who else can we take advantage of and they were like comedians are desperate <laughs> and uh so they filmed these specials and they paid okay and um but the 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 thing is that they um you know they kind of screw you on the back end of the contract where they're like we have to make back our uh <laughs> are expenses and then you can earn money from your special gotcha so like you get a flat upfront check and then they go well it costs us 20 grand to film the special so until we meet that 
And so my special has been out for about a year now, and uh, I have not seen any royalty checks yet, but I'm getting close. Well, you only charge like a dollar for your comedy special, right? Right. The idea is that they pay a dollar, and at the end of it, they tip you on the screen. So. Oh, I definitely didn't see that. <laughs> I would have tipped you. <laughs> That's all right. Don't worry about it. No, it's. I mean, you can just Venmo me the money. <laughs> definitely. What's What's it. your Venmo? I got you, bro. <laughs> oh, just Andrew J. Rivers. Anyone on Venmo? Just shoot me. <laughs> shoot send me. Him. Shoot me a dollar on Venmo, and I'll send you the whole special. That's send him that pity dollar. That like you're a comedian. <laughs> you're gonna need this. Like absolutely. <laughs> No, that's great, man. So that's one of the things I wanted to hear a little bit about. Like, what, how did you come to, like, being a comedian? Was this something, like, you were five years old, you saw your first comedian, you are like, that's what I want to do? Or was it, like, you went through middle school, high school, college, didn't really stick to anything, and then finally you were, like, comedy, like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, it was, it was more towards the second. I mean, definitely things from your childhood play into whatever you become as a human, like my dad took me to comedy shows and like I remember seeing comedians. I remember seeing Stephen Wright and I was like 13 and he's got this very dry sense of humor where he's like, uh, I just installed a skylight in my apartment. The people who live above me are furious or whatever. <laughs> and I remember not getting that it was like a character. And so I like met him and I asked him, are you on drugs? And he just laughed at me, you know? And so, uh, so I saw a lot of comedy growing up, but your guidance counselor in high school is never like, well, you can be a firefighter or you can be a comedian, yep. you know, like, that's yeah. not, <laughs> no, it's and nor should they, this isn't for a lot of people, but, um, uh, I, the long story short is I, I gave a speech at my brother's wedding and then I got laid off. Um, and at the wedding, everyone was like, you should be a comedian. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But then I got laid off right after that. And I was like trying to find something to do. Uh, like, cause I couldn't find another job. It was 10 years ago during the recession. Oh, okay. And, uh, no one was hiring and I just didn't want to like work at McDonald's or something stupid. And, uh, so I was living off of my unemployment checks which my dad called the Obama Comedy Scholarship, basically. Oh <laughs> and so I just, I just, after a few months of like sitting around, I was like, well, I should just try this because it was fun. And uh, uh, I seem to like it. And uh, and it's, it, I think my dad was just kind of like, just get out of the house and do anything, you know? Like, mm. as opposed to sitting around waiting for something to happen for you. Yeah, so, so your parents were pretty, like, supportive of it. They were like, yeah, yeah just, you, you're into this comedy thing, sure. Because, like... Yeah, they were just, they weren't really, they didn't care that it was comedy. They were just like, get out, go do, you're, like, so depressed and you're laying around the house. I didn't even live with them, but they were just like, we know you're not doing anything, so just go do something. <laughs> exactly. Going to do anything. You know, we, I think Gary brings this up, too, where it's like, the more things you hate that you try the closer you are to finding the thing that you like so mm -hmm. that's um, true i was just kind of going for it and and they were supportive at first because it was like they were like oh you're happy and you're trying something and you found something you love and yeah go for it and that's really cool and i remember telling my dad like i'm gonna do my first open mic do you want to come to the show and he was like you got plenty of time to suck and uh he didn't come to a show for like three months <laughs> And, uh, but 
you know, there was definitely some years where after two years I was, uh, I ran out of unemployment and I was just trying to live off of the comedy money, which isn't, which wasn't very good. And I was, uh, you know, I was cutting some corners. I wasn't paying for my car insurance and, um, that's pretty dumb. Cause if you get in an accident, you know, it's like, even if you only damage your bumper, that's like two grand. Or yeah. Yeah. No have, cars you know? are expensive as hell. Yeah. So like, let alone if you break your arm or if you hit something or somebody or break somebody's property, like it's really a dumb idea. And, uh, but I, at the time I was like, well, I just won't get in a car accident, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was just really determined in a stupid way, you know? And, um, but sometimes that's so, all you need. <laughs> yeah, it, which is helpful, you know. But I, I feel like going back, I could have taken a few uh, um, precautions, a few day jobs, or whatever, yeah. just to get by. But so my parents found out, like, I wasn't paying my car insurance because I I went to the dealership to get an oil change, and they're like, "We can fix that windshield for you." And I was like, "Oh, sure." And they were like, and they didn't tell me that like we just go through your insurance to fix it. And I was like. So then they were like, uh, your insurance card is not up to date. And I was like, oh, it must be an old one. I'll figure it out. And they're like, oh, we'll just call the company. I'm like, you don't have to do that. And they're like, ah, it's easy. And they're like, oh, you don't have insurance. And I was like, uh, yeah. Whoa, really? Yeah. So like, wow. That was kind of deal. And so then they were kind of like, all right, it's been fun, but it's time to get a job and do something with your life. And I was like, ah, fuck you. And, uh, <laughs> So they paid for my car insurance for a year, and uh, and then I started paying for it again. Um, and what? And but I just, but I just was just that. It was that stupid. Like I'll figure it out. I, you know, whatever. And then like there was like those two. It was like two years where it was real tough, and it was like it was a real struggle. And then I sort of you come out the other side of it, and you're you're getting really funny and you're doing better gigs and stuff like that and i did a, a show at a winery and uh, i don't drink wine but they gave me a bunch of free wine and so i just gave that to my mom and then that's when she came on board with the idea of like you should just perform at wineries all the time you know? <laughs> yeah so, oh of course that makes yeah, sense. yeah so then they were like oh there's something to this you know and um and by then i was starting to get like decent enough that they could see the potential of like oh he has a shot at like doing something with this you know he's actually working and he's not just sitting around so uh so then they can't they started to support you know um so like every time i visit they'd just give me a bunch of food and they you know give me a hundred bucks or whatever because they knew i was starving and um and so yeah, they they got real supportive of it, and um, and it's been the best. I can't, I couldn't ask for a better uh, situation there in terms of like, you know, I know a lot of people feel pressure from their parents to do whatever their parents want them to do. Um, so yeah, never yeah. had any of that going on. That's that's cool though, and uh, I kind of want to more focus on those two years that you were talking about like the struggle years i remember like yeah. reading on your instagram you posted a photo with one of your friends and you were talking about like how they basically like let you let you live on their oh, couch yeah i, I, I want to hear that. i want to hear a little bit about that like 
Okay. What was that like? And also kind of what was your mindset? Like the entire time where you like, this is going to happen. I just got to keep working. Or were there days where you were like, shit, man, like I can't do this anymore. I got to. Yeah. It, it, you know, the thing is, you, you, <clears throat> if you believe in yourself and you know that you're doing the work and, you know, as long as you're, it's your truth. I mean, no. This is like I got in an argument with my friend the other day, and he like it's about nothing, but it was just like uh, he, he was like denying whatever I was saying, and I, and I was like, like it doesn't matter to me. You got to go home at the end of the night and live with yourself. I'm just trying to be your friend and be like you're fucking up a little bit, and then that really shut him up because he was like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you try to fool. It's it, what matters is what you believe and what you're actually doing. Like you kind of, and some people are not good at holding themselves accountable. But I think I was always like, I'm I'm gonna figure it out, and I'm getting because to me it was every year was progress. Like I was making new improvements yeah. every you know new clubs, new I was performing everywhere, and and I was getting more respect in in local community and stuff like that. So to me it was never like. Uh, I, I mean, there were definitely moments. I mean, I lived. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, like we were, the story you wanted me to talk about is that I lived with. Uh, well, I was living in Craigslist houses because I couldn't afford really nice places, and so I was paying like four hundred bucks a month to rent a room in a house off of Craigslist, and I had some like crazy roommates. Like, um, a story is that one time I. I was trying to eat one meal a day. You know, oh my god! My, really stupid, you know what I mean? But I was trying to save money, and so I was just eating once a day. And and after like a few months of that, I like stood up and I passed out because I didn't have nutrition yeah. or whatever. And I had to go to the hospital just to get a couple stitches in my chin. And then my mom was like, "You're a fucking idiot." And that and those kind of <laughs> moments where they go like, "Oh, you're really gonna do this? Like you're not gonna listen to us." So my mom was like, let's go to Costco. And she bought all this food. And I like had it hidden in my room because I knew like I didn't trust my roommates in my Craigslist, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one day I came home from a show and like there was unopened. There was like boxes of food that I had unopened that were opened. And mm. I was like, I didn't eat that. Like, and so... I was kind of like, this place is crazy. And what I would do is I would live there for like three months and then I would book like three months of a tour where I would just drive around the country. And in order to save money, I would just move my stuff into storage. And then yeah, that's I smart. would just go live in my car for a couple months. And so, and then I'd come back and try to find a new place or find my old place again. And um, so one year I was, I was just starting to get pretty good and I was getting decent money and uh, I moved into a place it was like a really nice house it was a big house and uh, I put first and last and a deposit down I felt so proud you know to be like this is my money I earned from making people laugh oh hang on one second oh no you're good you're good um, and so uh, I go I'm gonna 
like it was a proud mo even though the guy was like hey if you don't have a deposit or whatever we can just do first and last or first and a deposit you know whatever yeah but i was like nope this is this is a functional member of society you know <laughs> and uh and it turned out the guy had just gotten out of rehab so i handed him like two grand in cash and then he just went and bought drugs oh shit and uh and so one day i came home and the power got shut off and um because uh, he didn't pay the bill or whatever and so and that was kind of when i realized like i pieced together from conversations with everyone else that he just got out of rehab and then i was like so i called my parents and they're like just get the fuck out of that house right now my dad's only yelled at me like probably twice in my life so you know it's important when he does yeah <laughs> and so he was just like i was like i'll be fine he's like i don't want you getting stabbed in the middle of the night get the fuck go stay with a friend just get out of the fucking house and i was like oh, okay all right <laughs> and um he was like i'll be there first thing tomorrow morning we'll move all your shit just whatever we'll figure it out and so I, a friend of mine, Jubal Fresh, who's a radio personality um, and a comedian, I had done gigs with him and I had told him about my crazy stories and he was like, I got a spare bedroom, man. Anytime you need a place to crash, just stay with me. And I'm like a very, like, I don't want to inconvenience anybody and and like... Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> and and it, at a certain point, I was just like, you know, people say things and they probably don't expect you to take them up on it and like... It'd be different if I was like, hey, can I just crash for a couple of days? If I'm like, can I live here for a month or three, you know? And so I kind of hit him up and I go, it's kind of an emergency, it's last minute and whatever. And I totally get if you don't want me there for a long time, like I just need to figure out my situation for just like a week or two and then figure it out. And he was like, dude, come stay with me, absolutely. Um, stay as long as you need, no problem. And I was like, okay. And uh, that was the dope. I mean, that, and I tried to pay him rent, and he was like, I don't need your money. <laughs> he was like, you know, he was he's doing well. Yeah. So How long like, were you there for? I think I lived there for like three months, and then I went on tour again. And then what's funny is that my parents uh, had a bunch of money saved up that was like supposed to be for my wedding and my honeymoon and, <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. But then... But then, you know, they were like, you're not going to get And so they just gave me the money and they were like, go. They're like, like we've given up. A, go buy a house or something, you know. <laughs> and I ended up buying like a little condo. And that way, you know, like I rent out the, the it's a two bedroom condo and I rent out the second room. And that guy oh, that's smart. pays for it, a lot of my bills, you know. So. So basically, they just gave me a place to live. So they're like, just don't get murdered in your sleep and then you'll be fine, you know? Because they saw, like, that was like six years into comedy. So they were just like, you're not going to quit and you're not <laughs> going to listen to us when we tell you to get car insurance. So we might as well just provide the basic essentials of like living. No, so in my opinion, like that, that gift yeah. of like giving you that condo is way better than like paying for the wedding. Absolutely. And uh, to some broad, I'm not going to love in three years anyway. I don't know. Um, <laughs> wow. Just, Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. Very, very down on the idea of marriage, but uh, good luck to everyone out there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that was just the best. And I was, and so ever since then, I mean, not only like, like living, but just like 
when you don't have to worry about moving every three months and you can unpack things and you like you start to get out of depression and you go like ah and, and you know like just everything just everything is better because you wake up in a house and you're like oh i'm not murdered i don't even have to worry about being murdered you know for like, sure just yeah. the little things that you don't realize are important um are really it was it was the cool it was the best thing so uh yeah so they're super supportive now and now they love it because i'm actually really good and 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 i've had some success that they can be like oh, i'm proud of him and, um i'm i'm gonna be on some show and uh uh it, it'll come out sometime over the summer and uh i've been emailing with the producers trying to figure out which jokes they want me to use and um and i happened to do it while i was at my dad's house and so I was on my dad's couch emailing with this producer and my dad and I were talking also about like what jokes I should send them. And, and then like the next day <laughs> I could tell he had this proud father moment where he was like, one of his friends was over and he goes, that's, that's the spot where my son found out he was going to be on a TV show or, you know, or, that's and, so uh, cool. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, so like, he's not, neither of my parents are the most expressive in terms of like we love you and kisses and hugs <laughs> but like you know every once in a while if you because they grew up with parents that were like you don't even fucking love anybody and you just get out there and shut up and you know old school parents from like the 70s or whatever so um they're trying they're still trying to overcome that stuff so um you know the shit that their parents gave to them so but everyone has something to work on them showing love in in their way and and that's fun that's so cool that's awesome yeah. and yeah. that's great i mean that's cool that they've kind of like supported you those those six years and that they came to the conclusion they're like well he's probably just gonna do it so yeah he's might as well help him. so yeah so the last three years have been just amazing where i've been where i've had a place my rent my expenses are pretty low um you know so that way I can take more risks also where I can go do all these weird shows or fly wherever I want and, 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 and not necessarily have to worry about money. Like I still worry about money, but not really. Yeah. I know what you mean. It kind of, it'll figure itself out, but like, I don't have to be like, Oh, I gotta make rent or whatever. Well, I feel like you've been so like on so many different levels that you've just kind of seen like this is, it'll work out at no matter what level you're at yeah i was just that's the it was really determination and, and it, again it goes back to being like i know the work that i'm putting in so like you know i also like i started a book where i got advice from every comedian that i met i ended up collecting like 250 signatures and working on making that a book and stuff like that so it wasn't like i was just kind of diddling around with yeah comics. Like, i was really going for it so uh at a certain point you're just like this is uh this you know i'm gonna figure it out and and you know there's months where you're making progress where you're like oh this joke is working that never worked or you know whatever so as long as you feel like you have forward momentum and you're not really lying to yourself like you know just just put your head down and and put 10 years in yeah and then, and then see what happens you know a small step's a uh, small step forward is still a step forward is what I always absolutely. tell people. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and that's that's amazing. I love that mindset so much. And it, it you do work really hard. Like I've I've loved following your social media ever since I watched your because yeah. like you post like almost like Gary V style content. Do you follow well, his I like? Think that's what's most interesting to people is the is the reality. Like I didn't even really think about it until I started following Gary, where he was like, everyone has their own reality show now, and instead of worrying like well a million people are watching kim kardashian yeah 300 people watch my thing every day that's pretty cool yeah Who yeah cares if it's not a million like you got 300 that's actually really cool that's really dope and so when you think about that like wow 300 people give a shit about what i'm up to every day like that's pretty cool you know um also it's so like if 300 people in on behind the scenes of like you know like Sometimes I'm not in a great mood, and sometimes I get in my feelings and my po- but I'm like whatever. Sometimes you yeah. have awesome Tinder conversations with people. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> not, I love those. That's not going well either. I don't know what's going on? They just don't. I don't have a swipeable face. That's what I've determined. Like no one looks at me and goes, "That's what I want." Like, ah, that'll work, I guess. Literally, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. Me neither, honestly. Me neither. Yeah. All right, wait, we have, okay, so we have about five minutes until you got to go. You got some important meetings to go on. But one thing I wanted to say, or excuse me, ask you is, you know, if you could give yourself any advice, like Andrew Rivers, little Andrew Rivers, starting off from the beginning, give him any advice, anything that, you know, maybe potentially uh, somebody who wants to become a comedian finds this this video or this uh, podcast, and they're like... Man, I don't really know what to do. I really need some advice from somebody who's been through it. What yeah. is what is that advice? Well, I have two things that have helped me this entire time. Um, in my book, one of my friends wrote, be flexible in your definition of success. And to me, that's the most powerful piece of advice because some days a success is just getting out of bed to be honest, you know what I mean? If yeah. you're in a shitty mood or you're whatever is going on or your your girlfriend's being a a, a, a mean person. <laughs> you can cuss on this show. <laughs> Whatever's going on. You know? <laughs> and then some days you got to hold yourself to a higher standard, but only you can really know. It goes back to like your truth, you know? This all kind of comes back to like you got to know that you're putting in the work. Don't you can lie to everyone else, but you got to live with it. So be, being flexible in your definition of success means like some shows just getting on stage at that show and not leaving five minutes. in. Like I've had shows where I just did a show uh, like a month ago and I got heckled as I was walking on stage. Someone was like, we need more fucks. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> And they're like, the last comedian didn't say fuck enough, so step it up. And I was like, I just literally said it to the mic, like, I don't want to be here. You know? <laughs> everyone laughed because it was so true. But to me, I finished the show. I did my best. It was fine. But, you know, if I had the power, like, if I if I had the ability, I would have just walked off. I just was like, I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? Like, if it was not a mandatory thing for me. But... And, and it also applies to not just a mindset, but like 
you know, sometimes you have a joke that you're working on or a specific project. Maybe it's not even about jokes or you're building fucking woodworking, whatever yeah. you're doing. Yeah. You know, carpentry skills. And you're like, some days just, even though the thing's misshapen and it's like, there's nails sticking out and it's not okay to sit on, but you like finished a thing and that's pretty cool. And then tomorrow let's work on doing better than that. You know, yeah. tomorrow, our definition of success is going to be no nails sticking out or like, you know, whatever. And you can apply that to jokes or to like, we're talking about carpentry or like podcasting, whatever you want to do. Like my boxing video that you're talking about, the don't quit your night job episodes that I've been posting. Yeah. um, Those are on my YouTube and stuff, but, uh, and my Instagram, I'm posting them now, but, uh, like the first episode was the punting one and I had no idea what I was doing. I just was like, I went through like 20 drafts of it. And then as I got, I ended up filming and producing like 10 episodes. And then by the 10th episode, I was like, Oh, this is actually really good now. Um, and I, but I kept looking back at the first one being like, Oh my God, that's terrible. And it sucks. And it's stupid. Uh, why did I do that? And this looks terrible. Why did I think that was cool? Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I did it. I completed that project from start to, I wrote it. I had the idea. I, I rented a football field. I fucking made it happen. And that was a success. And I edited it myself. I did everything myself. And, uh, and I had, of course, it's not going to be TV quality. Cause I don't know how I've never done it before. Yeah. It, so I can't hold myself to that standard. It's like the now, Gary V talking about time, perfection. Yeah. At the same time, like, okay, you completed the first one. Let's step it up. You know, let's make the second one better. Let's make the third one better than the second one. Forward progress is the, is to me the most important. And then it all goes back to like, it's kind of corny, but like, trust the process you know like the 76ers the basketball team were tanking and that was kind of their thing where they're like we're just gonna get like eight first round draft picks and see what happens you know and uh and i like to just say that thing to myself where i'm like uh because someone gave me the advice of like trust your swing in in terms of like a golf swing but like the way that you do comedy like for example I'm about to do comedy on TV and I'm you know kind of nervous about it but the more I talk to my friends they're just like yeah they're just asking you to do comedy and that's what you've been doing so just do comedy they're not asking you to break dance or talk to pretty girls it's not something impossible so just do comedy you know and so those are the things that I I go oh just trust that my skills have gotten me this opportunity so I'm it, it should be fine and by the way 10 years from now or less a year from now i'm going to look back on this show and be like ah oh, it's terrible why did i do that this <laughs> the best i was capable of at this time so just do the best you can every single day and uh, keep fighting you're gonna get it i believe in you not you <laughs> but you <laughs> i i love that dude that is yeah. probably the best thing i was smiling that entire time i love that and that's exactly that's cool. like that's the content that I want my, my listeners to hear is like, 
you know, like you can do it. Trust the process. This is coming from a guy who has literally struggled for 10 years. Yeah. So yeah. I really hope you do, like you said at the beginning of the show, you might be famous in a couple of months. You might be a nobody. Absolutely. I really hope you're famous. <laughs> might help me too. I could be like, I interviewed that guy Yeah, before. I knew. I saw the talent before he blew up. <laughs> I'll send you the video and you can be like, I called it right here on, Perfect. I don't even know what day it is, the 21st. <laughs> I called it, you know. So, Absolutely. Hey, thank you again for coming on, guys. Please, please, if you're listening, if you're watching, go follow him on Instagram, Facebook, his website. Go check that out. It's just yeah, at just Andrew, Andrew J. Rivers. J. Rivers on everything. I'm sure you have like a little thing with buttons over there, but yeah, Andrew yeah. J. Rivers on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. If you get, you can't be. If you add me on Facebook and I like your post, don't get mad. Like you Facebook stalking me. That's what Facebook is for. <laughs> We're friends on Facebook because I don't like you in real life. So. You can't call it Facebook stalking if you accept my friend request. That's like seeing me in the bushes and inviting me in. That is your fault. Oh, so you want you want people to actually go and like friend request you on well, Facebook? Well, whatever, wherever <laughs> you can find me, just be there. All you right. know, whatever you prefer, because my fan page is different from my friend page but the friend page is full but people can follow it and everything's public i don't care well, just follow me everywhere the question is which one has the funnier content uh, well, I'm real focused on Instagram right now, so that's probably the best place to follow. Gotcha. All right, if you do one thing today, folks, go follow him on Instagram. Absolutely. I love it. I always pay attention to your Instagram. I love it when I see one of your, like, videos or anything. They're really yeah. well made. Really well made. But. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All righty. Well, thank you again. I'll let you run off to your meeting. Thank you, listeners, for stopping by, and uh, have a nice day. Later, man. <laughs> What is up, guys? Ben here. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode one of the Sarby Studios podcast. I know that ending was a little bit rough. I'm trying to uh, get better this out as I go and get used to it. So thank you guys so much for listening to the entire podcast. If you've gotten to this point, it means a lot to me. I put a lot of time, work, effort into this podcast. So the fact that you got this far really means the world to me. Please, 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 if you guys enjoyed this, if you guys want to listen to it every single week, hit that subscribe button on either YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Like and comment, share it with your friends. Anything really helps me out, guys, um, and it really means a lot to me that you guys enjoy these. Also, if you have any feedback for me, whether it's, hey, you kind of talked funny at this point, or hey, I really enjoyed this part of your podcast, please let me know, guys. I want to hand-tailor these to my audience, make sure that I'm putting out the best podcasts that I can. But other than that, thank you guys again for listening. Really means the world to me, and I'll see you guys next week.